Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What is up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here, and welcome to the New Man Podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. I am recording this on a Monday. I don't think you're going to be listening to it on a Monday, but I hope you had a great weekend anyway. It's um, it's fun. You know, I think Mondays are like, it's just, it's, it's a new week. It's a new day. I like it. I like the clean sheet. I like the fresh start. So um, if you've been listening to this for a while, you know that usually I am outside of my house when I record these, or I've been recording some in my car lately, but um, today I'm recording this in my house like a normal podcaster, so fancy that. Um, Basic story there is that I record in the mornings, and my wife is usually sleeping still, but she is out of town for a couple nights here, so I got the house to myself, and that means I can record my podcast, so look at that. um, Hopefully the sound will be nice and clear. And uh, I'm excited to dive into today's topic. So here's here's basically the lay of the land. Um, you know, we're talking about recovering from porn addiction, uh, which is you know no small feat. And there's lots of different theories and ideas about how to recover, what it should look like, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And I think um, you know the 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 biggest danger in today's society like where we have so much content available is that we actually have too many voices and and that our our path to our desired outcome and whether it is freedom from pornography or something else gets totally convoluted by all the different options all the different opinions and all the different methodologies and i think that's something i'm certainly aware of myself just realizing that you know actually there are going to be people out there who who will say that you know um some of the things i i'm suggesting are complete hearsay or that they they don't they don't actually work they haven't been proven blah 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 and i'm sure i could find the stuff that they do and you know disprove a bunch of stuff and whatever um but i think the one the one thing i feel very strongly about and the the one thing that all the successful people in this industry, you know, who are actually making a tangible difference in people's lives, um, they will all tell you this uh, particular truth, which is that relapse is a part of recovery. And um, it's it's an interesting thing. And what, what, it, what it really means here is male brain instinctively will try to recover from pornography by quitting cold turkey. Right, so this is almost every man goes through this. You have this problem with porn, you um, you know, you feel ashamed about it. You want to keep it hidden. You don't want people to find out. So you will for sure resort to something that involves you solving the problem on your own. Every man does this. This is how every man starts. And you might have started, um, you know, when you were thirteen or maybe twenty three, thirty three, fifty three, eighty three doesn't matter when every man embarks on this process he tries it on his own first without fail every single time and when you try it on your own the the standard you set is i need to get completely clean right so it's like i have this problem this problem must be completely eliminated let's see how long i can go and some people will last a couple days some people a couple weeks some people might even go a couple months Um, but it rarely 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 happens that somebody just makes an earnest effort 
and gets clean. It, it, it's rare, especially on their first try. Now, there are several reasons for this. Obviously, we've talked quite a bit about, um, you know, why you shouldn't be doing this alone. You, you need to get other people involved. And it doesn't have to be a coach or a counselor, but it has to at least be a community. You need to have some friends who are on your side, cheering you on, uh, people that you can be really safe and honest and open with, all that kind of stuff. Um, th- those supports are crucial, uh, not just to get free, but they're even more crucial to stay free. So you have to be conscious of that. Um, I think the other thing that's really important then is um, is understanding this thing, this thing that relapse is a part of recovery. It, it is the idea that actually you don't have to fully eliminate it right away. In fact, most people who do that usually end up just counting their streaks. They white knuckle it as long as they possibly can. And usually one way or another, they fall. And when they fall, it is bad. It's really, really bad. So at Deep Clean, we have instead adopted this mantra that relapse is a part of recovery. You're going to hear me say it a lot in this episode because I want to get it into your mind relapse is a part of recovery. Now, let's be really clear. This is not the um, like the very hyper pastoral um, kind of medicating your issues sort of thing of like, oh, you know, you messed up again. That's okay. Like, uh, there's grace for you. And we're fine. You know, relapse is just a part of recovery. It's all good, brother. It's not that kind of thing. I, I don't subscribe to that approach at all. Um, instead, what I believe is that relapses provide intel. Relapses provide intel. And this is what makes them a useful part of recovery because ultimately in your quest for freedom from pornography and in your quest for freedom as a man, what you are always trying to identify is where are the areas that I'm held back? What are the areas in my life where I have a limiting belief, a limiting behavioral pattern, or something else that is hindering my ability to perform at my potential. And and we have to constantly gather intel, analyze it properly, make correct deductions from the analysis, and then adjust accordingly so that we are no longer hindered by those limitations. So when you pursue a freedom from pornography, you're going to have some some thoughts, you have some thinking patterns, some, some perceptions that need to be adjusted. And nothing exposes these, these false perceptions, these limiting beliefs more than a relapse. Now, it's not an excuse to go and have all the relapses in the world because as we know, if you really start to binge, you're not going to become particularly objective in the, in the situation. You're, just, you're, now in, you're operating from a different part of your brain. But, um, you know, I've had some guys who have been clean for three, four months, and then they have a relapse. And those are the moments where you have to encourage them. And I, and I, I remind them that this, this can either be a little blip in your recovery where it's like, yeah, I, I went a long time free. I had a little bit of a dip and then I kind of figured it back out again. Or this can be a crash and, and you can reverse all of the work that you've done. I don't recommend it, um, but it, it is easy to fall into those places, especially when you do it alone. But if relapse is a part of recovery, instead, what, what allows somebody after going, you know, three months or six months without a slip and then having, you know, a, a failure, 
what allows them to, to simply leverage the slip. That's another term that we use quite a bit here in Deep Clean. What allows them to leverage the slip is that they actually can take what happened and why they failed, learn from it, make some adjustments to ensure it never happens again. And that's why relapse is a part of recovery because you can actually harness intel about why you slipped, how you slipped, and ultimately what needs to be done to prevent it from happening again in the future. And that makes a relapse really valuable. Now, there's other ways to learn these these things. There's other ways to acquire this intel and information. Relapse is not the only one. So it's not that we pursue relapses that we can, you know, harness all this kind of intel. It's more just that when those situations arise, when you've gone a week and then you fall again, learn from it. And as we've talked about in some of the previous episodes, don't just learn from it, but act on it as well. And that's, that's where I do a lot of coaching. It is guiding guys from saying, okay, you're doing really good at identifying some of the contributing factors here. What are you going to do about it? today like don't what are it's not what are you going to do about it sunday when it's convenient what are you going to do about it now today while this material is fresh and while you desperately need the breakthrough so in your journey wherever you might be i want to remind you and i want to encourage you if you haven't heard this before relapse is a part of recovery but so this is only true so long as you learn and you make adjustments. You must do both. It, it cannot just be that you acquire intel. It has to be that based on the intel you acquire, you then take some action, you make some adjustments, and you continue to course correct as time goes on. And what should happen is if you're struggling on a weekly basis, it'll become bi-weekly. It'll become every three weeks, eventually every month. You should start to see a progression. And this is what we always tell guys. We do not count streaks here because we are not interested in clean streaks nearly as much as we're interested in the trend line. And I'll have to talk about this more in another episode. But the basic idea is that when you look at your progress over the last three, six months, if you were to to draw a trend line, a trend line um, on, on a graph is basically giving you the general direction that things are going in. Okay, it's kind of like a, a line that that tries to fit the the pattern in a graph. So if you had you know a really clean week, a bad week, an okay week, an okay week, and then another great week, and so on, the trend line basically gives you kind of an average and it gives you an indication of which direction things are going in. And as long as the trend line is upwards and to the right, then we're good. If, if things are uh, flat, if it's a flat trend line or it's a declining trend line, then we have problems. Then you are not heading in the right direction. You're either regressing or you've plateaued. But as long as things are heading in the right direction, then we know that we're on track. And this is where um, this is where relapse also becomes part of recovery. And in fact, if you really leverage your relapse as well, what happens is this trend line gets a steeper, sorry, it becomes a steeper and steeper incline. And it means that your, your progression becomes expedited as a result. So for me personally, when I was struggling with porn, um, you know, I had struggled for, for 10 years before I really started to seek out solutions. The first 10 years I struggled, it was just the classic, I got this, I enjoy it, um, I'm not willing to give it up, but when the time comes and I need to, I can give it up no problem. And then the time came 
and I had no idea what to do. I was completely handcuffed. So I started to seek out solutions and some of them were really helpful and I would go a, a week, I would go two weeks, I would go a month. Um, and some of them were not helpful and they basically had no impact on my progress. So I continued and I carried on and um, continued to try different things. And the first real breakthrough I had was in year, uh, probably year 12 of my addiction recovery. And I, I went a whole five months, four months, sorry, I went a whole four months, no struggles. Um, I was, I was in a, a pretty intensive program um, for like pursuing ministry and to become a pastor. So, you know, that, that environment definitely helped a lot. And there was some heart transformation that happened there along the way. And, um, and so it was like, okay, this is good. You know, this is really helpful. Um, this is, this is a good thing. And I was going four months and I went home for the holidays and relapsed and relapsed pretty hard. But I did learn why I relapsed. I, I realized that actually the environment I was in, I was in a little bit of a bubble, you know, in ministry school. And I realized, okay, that environment is actually what's helping me get free. That's what's really contributing to my freedom here. And so um, I need to learn then to manage new or changing environments. In other words, there's nothing wrong with that bubble over there. It's just that I also have to be equipped for life outside of the bubble because I'm not going to be there forever. And so the case in point was I came home for, you know, two weeks for Christmas holidays. I'm in a new environment. In fact, I was in a familiar environment where, um, where I had many slips before and lots of old patterns. And I was not as equipped to handle it as I thought. You know, I thought because I had gone those four months free, I was a clean man, everything's changed. But then lo and behold, I'm back in this old environment and now I'm back to my old ways. So it, it taught me that environment actually really matters. And what that meant was that the next time I came home, I had to have some strategies in place for how to manage my environment. So I went back to school after that Christmas break and, um, and had a lot more success. Uh, again, you know, and it, that wasn't hard. Um, it was a little bit back and forth, a little bit up and down, but I eventually got back into a really good place. And I actually went, um, I went, I believe it was close to eight months, maybe nine months of complete freedom. I mean, I didn't even think about it. You know, my life had changed so much and I was so on fire for, um, for, you know, ministry and God and all the stuff that I was doing. And it was really, really uh, a thrilling season. And having those other things to focus on was really helpful. And then um, I uh, finished school, I graduated, and I began working as a pastor. And so I moved to a new place. And it was really nice, actually, to move to a new place because the, the change of scenery, the different environment, all of it really, really assisted. You know, it really just helped me. Um, yeah, it helped me live a really good life. And, um, and that, was, uh, that was really nice. And I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it helped me set some new patterns in a new environment. And because porn was already out of my life at this point for, um, you know, I, I was at the uh, probably five or six month mark when I first moved there. Um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was very manageable. It was just very easy to manage and I was really grateful. And then, um, you know, being in my first kind of pastoral role, I encountered stress. Uh, lots of pressures, pressures from a few different angles. And I wasn't able to really handle that level of stress. That was new for me. It's not that I, 
didn't have stress tolerance, but um, I didn't have it to that level. And so I resorted to porn. It was, it was the only way I knew to cope. Um, now, at the same time, I was also single and I was feeling alone. And so loneliness and uh, the, the stresses of life really got to me in that season. And I relapsed again. And, and that was a, a bad relapse. I, um, I went against my own advice and I, I basically relapsed alone. I didn't bring anybody into it. And that was probably about six to eight weeks where I struggled, maybe even a little bit longer. It might have been a few months of kind of going back and forth. And um, it made me realize that I need to get more help. And so I reached out to a coach, um, somebody who was trained um, specifically in a, in a few of these areas. And I got some help. I got some assistance and I started to chip away at it and, um, you know, did a, a seminar here and went and saw another specialist there and, you know, started to do different things. Um, but the one thing that I learned from my relapse that time, I learned that actually um, it's not just environment because I had the environment thing figured out now, but it was actually that... Um, you have to learn how to cope with the stresses of life in a really healthy way. That's a very important skill, being able to cope with stress. And it's important to have meaningful connections in your life. And prior to that season, I always had really meaningful friendships. I, I was just very fortunate that way. Basically from grade school, high school, university, and then like um, I, I had probably about um, you know six years in my 20s where I sort of traveled and you know worked, worked part-time and I would say I just event, I adventured a little bit. And in those seasons, I, I was just fortunate. I was fortunate to have those meaningful connections. But now I was in a new place. Um, I was a pretty rural area as well. So not tons to do, not tons of ways to meet new people. And that loneliness really got to me. So I, I had to really um, up my game a little bit. I had to be a little bit more intentional about connecting with people and uh, not just making new friendships, but really... Um, maintaining my old ones as well. So keeping those relationships strong became very important and really quite crucial for me. And additionally, I had to find some better ways to cope with stress. So actually, one of the things I used to always do, I did this every weekend for a good season. Um, I went to uh, the batting cages and there was something about just smacking those baseballs as hard as I possibly could with the bat that was so cathartic for me. It's just a great way to get stress out. And, um, and you know, being a pastor and pastoral ministry is stressful. Like you need these kinds of outlets. They don't have to be as uh, physical necessarily. But for me, it was really, really helpful. So um, those, were, those are some examples of ways where my relapses really actually helped me recover. And now today, like in my normal practice, you know, I've been clean for five years. And I have both of these things actively in my life. I like my life. I am, you know, always making sure that I connect with people on a meaningful level at least a couple times a week. I have a I have one friend that um we don't even live in the same part of the country. Uh you know, he's he's on the complete other side, but we speak every single week. We talk every single week and we haven't missed a call for uh, like I mean, we've missed calls for vacations and stuff like that, but we haven't actually like failed to connect um in our regular routines in, I don't know, probably like six, seven years. You know, um, I, I have leaders and mentors that I check in with on a regular basis. I mean, I, I regularly do these things now because they, they help me stay free all of these years later. And this is what I'm trying to say to you is wherever you are in your journey, understand that your relapse is a part of recovery and that if you can leverage 
the relapses, if you can learn from them, make adjustments in your life, you will be amazed at the progress you made. It, 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 will, it will expedite your progress uh, more than just a, a good course and, and probably more than a good community. I wouldn't say more than a coach. I think having a coach is, um, I mean, it's hard to really put a, a value on that one. That one's really, um, it expedites your progress in unbelievable ways. But, um, but really leveraging those le- relapses is really, really useful. So um, before this becomes a ramble, I'm going to wrap things up. Relapse is a part of recovery. Uh, if you handle it right, if you're willing to learn and leverage those mistakes, you can make a huge, huge difference in your pro- in your progression um, along the way. So I want to encourage you, if you've had some relapses lately, do some reflection. Uh, maybe find somebody you trust and talk to them about it. Uh, do a little bit of processing. And remember, it's not just about intel. It's about extracting the action points that you can take in order to, uh, to make some adjustments so that those relapses don't happen in the future. Hey, I'm cheering you on. Uh, I hope that this podcast has helped you become a better man of integrity and ultimately a new man made in the image of God. Uh, I, am, uh, I am so in your corner. If there's anything else I can do to help you, I would love for you to message me. You can message me on Instagram or you can reach out uh, through uh, my website, sathiasam.com. That's going to be in the show notes. I hope you have an amazing day and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.